your most mind-altering hour of the week. Hi, you're listening to Shift Happens, and I'm your host, Ina. Welcome back, my dear Shift Collective. Today we continue the exploration into the transformative journey that lies beyond that dangerous point when you're about to give up. You know that point. We've all been there before. When you're thinking, oh, I cannot get on with this. I am going to quit. I cannot do this. But if you're just joining us, in the previous episode, we delved into the profound process of the creative emergence that takes place when we work through obstacles. So we looked at how challenges are not redirects, but that they are actually the way. And then we looked into, well, why do obstacles actually occur? So why does it seem as if life is trying to deliberately set us back as soon as we <laughs> set on a course or uh, make the decision to change something? or make the decision to go about uh, to go for our goals why is it that we're suddenly encountered by challenges why do 70% of all change management projects fail um, why is the path to success paved with failure or obstacles so and and um, then we looked into well what happens when we transcend on those challenges Today, we embark on the next stopover uh, on this conversation. And um, yeah, perhaps you can grab a nice cup of tea or something delicious to drink. And hopefully you're in some beautiful place where the sun is shining, skies are blue, and summer is a joyous place to be. So in the previous episode, we highlighted the power of intention setting specifically. And we um, drew from organizational sciences where we compared inten intention setting to goal setting. And I like to make this parallel uh, to change management, to transformation uh, and organizational and behavioral sciences because this is the background, my professional background. This is my, uh, how do they call it? Area of genius or, um, <laughs> well, you know, you probably know what I mean. So just as a, you know, uh, a car needs a GPS direction in order to guide us where to drive or we need um, a destination in order to know uh, how to set or where to set the sail to, we need a clear and positive intention or goal to guide our creative process. And we discussed that the unconscious mind is a master of balance and compensation. This is a critical one. So we need to be aware of that when we're crafting our intentions or when we're crafting our goals. So more than just being specific, more than just being simple in the way we're framing our intention, it is more important to be aware that each um, desire has its equal um, dichotomy or equal opposition. So... Um, on the one hand, it's not just about saying what we want, but truly getting to the essence what we're aiming for. And then in addition to that, not just looking at what we want, but trying to predict what kind of opposition our, uh, is our unconscious mind going to set us up as soon as we make that decision or that intention or that goal. 
So if you are needing a quick uh, reminder or perhaps you haven't listened to that episode and want to hear a guideline for setting intentions, please go ahead to the previous episode, the one before this one, um, where I share um, a very quick and easy process into how you can uh, really um, craft a perfect intention, whether you need it for your day-to-day life or whether you need it for uh, work or uh, for goal setting or perhaps for psychedelic journey. Whatever it is that you need it for, it's there for you. What we also did, we introduced a plot twist to our journey. So uh, we looked again at the power of opposites. So we spoke about, you know, how the conscious mind thrives on polarities. We understand that the day is met by the night, that um, the sun follows the moon, um, you know, that for each up there is a down. Now, this is in our conscious awareness. This is how we function. When it comes to the unconscious mind, in its wisdom, our unconscious is always going to seek to balance the opposition out. So it, our unconscious in its own organic nature has um, the uh, inherent trait of um, compensation. So it's kind of a, you can think of it like a cosmic dance between the yin and the yang, or between the light and the shadow. Mm, so yeah, indeed, when we are setting an intention, it's crucial to consider its opposition. And this is not so much about hedging our bets, but about acknowledging the totality of our desires. It's about embracing the opposite as we tap into that innate equilibrium seeking nature of our unconscious mind. And this is where all these, you know, uh, new age um, philosophies are talking about that we are abundant and that we're drawing from this totality and wholeness that is fully abundant and is always present, omnipresent and so forth. Well, uh, this is basically the nature of our unconscious mind. It's um, it's wholesome and equilibrium-seeking. Um, so, you know, we've also, in that uh, episode, t- taken a plunge into the organizational change management theory called Theory U, which um, where we saw that progress resembles more of a U-shape rather than a linear ascent. So starting from the top of the U, we descend into the emptying process, shedding all the layers of conditioned thinking that are no longer serving. And it's at the bottom of the U where we are met in the open field or by the open field of creative potential which is ready to co-create with us and ready to uh, help us with the, with the access to the collective intelligence sh- if we remain open. So this theory isn't just a concept. And if you want to hear more about it again, it's uh, detailed in the previous episode. This theory is, a, is an, in, in essence a roadmap to our transformation. Uh, we made a parallel to a field where many of you, or at least uh, a little bit less than 50% of the world's population, are very familiar with, and this is the profound process of childbirth. So um, 
we looked into how this U-curve or um, uh, transformation journey will resemble the stages of giving birth. So we have the four different phases, you know, the latent, the active, um, the transition phase, and then the uh, labor, labor phase, and um, how it is in the transition phase, so the, the almost the last, last uh, draw before we finally push the baby out, that we have that deep sense of giving up, that we really want to throw in the towel and say, but, but I really cannot do this. And um, yeah, in labor, this is called the transition phase. It's actually the shortest part of labor and should not last more than one hour, one hour and a half. Well, if you're lucky, that wasn't my situation, unfortunately. But for most of the women giving birth, the transition phase is the shortest phase and yet is the most intense and most um, mm, packed with... Uh, with the conviction that you're about to give up because um, yeah of course the self-doubt and the pain are looming so large at that moment in time so uh, there I also used an example of how it was also this magical twist um, that helped me through that process and that is that um, realization or the knowing that my body is the embodiment of the wisdom of so many thousands of women before it. So many thousands of women who have journeyed through this process before me. And if they were able to do it, why should I not be able to do it? So it's in knowing that, that I've allowed resistance to dissipate, the resistance to dissipate and surrendered to this force, which is actually innate in my DNA. It's, it's, it's imprinted in my physical body and I allowed it to uh, express itself rather than suppressing it through my own resistance um, yeah so today in this episode we uh, looked look into how do we embrace the power of opposition and how do we learn to use challenges as resources for purposes of generative creation so in essence, we're kind of demystifying the law of attraction. We ended the previous episode on the notion that the unconscious has compensatory na nature when it comes to the biases of the ego. And um, this creates that sense that the road to success is paved with failures. Or in some cases, they say the road to success is paved with grit. So we asked ourselves... Is there a way to bypass this compensatory nature of the unconscious uh, for the biases of the ego? In other words, are we able to avoid failure? Are we able to avoid obstacles? And is it desirable to do so? And this is exactly the juncture that we find ourselves today on our journey. So our travel through the intricate terrain of the human mind begins with understanding that there are two main players in this narrative. So on the one hand, we have the unconscious mind. This is where the deep-seated patterns of emotions, intuitions that are often hidden from our conscious awareness are residing. On the other hand, we encounter the ego. So an aspect of the consciousness that filters our experiences, kind of like a pair of glasses, 
and colors those experiences. It shapes our identity and it influences our perceptions and how we see the world around us. So, you know, if you're imagining this cosmic dance where the unconscious mind seeks to balance and compensate for the biases produced by the ego, why would this dance be essential? Well, this is the mind's way of maintaining equilibrium. Uh, it's our mind's way, so this is how we are wired to... Um, uh, basically, there's a pre-programming in our mind that for every up, there is a down. For light, there's shadow. For night, there's day. These are the same mechanisms that are compelling us to stand up when we fall or to understand the nature of gravity or... Um, the same mechanism that makes our pupils dilate in the dark. So this is called the accommodative response. So uh, while working in change management for all that time, one of the biggest part of change is not managing the strategy or not managing the plan itself, but managing the resistance to change. Uh, or in other words, it's about managing this uh, accommodative response. So 70% of all change programs fail. And the main reason for that is resistance, employee resistance. And you can imagine that sometimes when we speak about large organizations, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of employees and that need to be mobilized. And it only takes a fraction. And uh, what was the tipping point again? It was 21%. Um, to present resistance for the whole program to fail, right? So common sources of resistance are fear. And, um, of course, fear is mostly rooted in, you know, lack of information, lack of education, or lack of understanding, uh, or uh, differences in expectations that are being created. Then um, uh, the strategies that are usually applied or used in order to manage this employee resistance um, include uh, forms um, such as education, uh, training, um, lots and lots of communication, primarily listening, so but of course two ways uh, important, and uh, developing rewards or some, some kind of um, a celebration system or a reward system. So when it comes to education, if we, if we apply this to our individual process of managing opposition, right? So let's say that we take this macro level of change that we are applying for organization or societal change that is rooted in, in science, that has been researched, and we apply it we, um, to our micro level, to our individual process. Um, if we are looking to overcome this resistance or to overcome um, the opposition that is uh, born from our unconscious awareness. Education in this case uh, is about um, becoming aware and applying mindfulness. Training in this case is uh, mm, applying deliberate actions and practicing um, listening in this case is tuning in and checking in with yourself along the way and seeing well where are some of the more of the blind spots 
and rewards is about celebrating small successes. So basically, if you're applying these four different uh, techniques or tactics that are, have been practiced by large organizations to mobilize multiple resources, um, to mobilize them across the globe, so not just uh, on location, then you certainly are able to um, support yourself in your own process of individual transition or uh, I would call it transcendence of obstacles. So what happens then, you know, as um, we all become, we are, actually we all are change agents because our life and the only constant in life is change. So we're constantly changing. I'm, I'm about to um, go pick up my daughter from her uh, day, daycare. That's already in and of itself a change process because I'm about to move from the current status quo to another um, situation. So on a daily basis, we are encountering thousands of opportunities and moments of change. So as change agents, uh, which is in essence what we are by navigating life, we want to be in charge and choreograph a routine. So we want to be in charge. We don't want to be at the whims of our unconscious mind uh, that is doing something and we're not really sure what to do about it or we're not even aware about it so we want to be in charge of that routine we actually want to be um, perhaps in the lead of that routine so the key to understanding this dynamic is actually uh, fairly straightforward is about becoming aware so the um, the process of bringing to the conscious awareness uh, both aspects of our mind, so both um, the conscious and the, the unconscious, which is in Jungian psychology known as the revelation of the ego or uh, the process of individuation, so making uh, friends between the two different types of awarenesses and between the two different types of consciousness. And uh, in coaching, they say awareness is 80% of the work. So if you have done the um, you know, deliberate act of writing down your intentions and then um, going through the possible obstacles that you're about to encounter, you're actually already 80% done with the work that is required for your transformation. So, yeah, we are becoming aware of the uh, intentions, we are becoming aware of the compensatory patterns of the unconscious, and we're also becoming aware of the biases that are produced by our ego. So awareness, in this sense, is acting as a bridge, allowing us to see beyond the surface and dive into the depth of our mind's working. When we shine the light of awareness into our biases and, and uh, these compensatory effects, we create the opportunity for conscious choice. So it's not about bypassing. The question was, should we bypass our challenges? Should we bypass our obstacles? It's not about bypassing. It is about integration so or embracing. And as we observe uh, our thoughts, as we observe our emotions and reactions without judgment, this in this state of awareness, we are creating a space between stimulus and response. A space where we can choose 
our actions rather than you know going on some kind of an auto, um, some kind of, some kind of an autopilot. When we are aware, we gain the power to consciously guide our responses, which is emotional regulation, and potentially reshape the dynamic between the unconscious and the ego. So we're marrying the two polarities. Um, and this is in essence our, um, or kind of the tapping into our conscious evolution. You know, by acknowledging, by engaging in both aspects of our mind, we begin to force, for, forge new relationships and um, which are, you know, rooted in conscious awareness rather than um, reactions which are stemming from some kind of an unconscious place. It's like, uh, you know, uncovering a roadmap for conscious living. So say that, let's have a look at maybe a practical example. In, in the previous uh, episode, we drafted a list of possible um, intentions and then how that list is reflected in a possible op opposites that you might encounter or challenges that you might encounter based on the intentions that you have. So let's say that we take the intention of money making. So I, you say, I would like to make to have more money. This in essence, or the ego's interpretation for this would entail, I must work harder. One of the interpretations. So let's work with this uh, bias of the ego. So the unconscious then, when our ego says, I must work harder, the unconscious then becomes more vigilant than ever before about how much rest you are taking. So the compensatory aspect of the unconscious mind is to ensure that balance is restored at all times. So this is where the intention of more money, you are immediately obtaining kind of two antagonists as long as they are playing against each other. These two, so the interpretation of the ego uh, versus the uh, compensatory aspect of your unconscious mind. If they are in opposition with each other and if they're not brought into awareness and into a deliberate co-creation, they become antagonists. And these antagonists are acting within your psyche, preventing you from achieving your goal or from, for, from going for your desires. So by becoming aware of them, that's step number one. We said that's 80% of the work. So we become aware that as soon as I say I want more money, my ego will think I need to work harder. My unconscious mind will think uh, I need to rest more. Um, then how do you hold these two dichotomies in one, right? Into one perspective. Yeah, we become aware of them. And then we include both dichotomies into your change or individual change plan. So then... Um, you're able to dr draw on the resources that can help you manage this opposition. These two parts are right now in opposition because they seem to have opposite goals. One wants you to rest. The other one wants you to uh, work much harder than you did before. So in finding a way to reconcile the opposites of these two, you're finding the way to um, transform opposition or challenges into a resource. 
So for every unit of hard work, the way you would go about it in a practical sense, for every unit of hard work, you would plan the same amount of uh, lots of rest. So being deliberate about the balancing act frees your unconscious mind from resistance. And it's in this way that, uh, which was once an obstacle, so your body's somatic response, for example, of getting tired, of sleepy, just as soon as you're about to go about your goals. Have you noticed how that happens, right? So you wake up in the morning, you have a big project, and suddenly you wake up and you're feeling crushed, you're feeling beat, and you're like, whoa, where did my energy go last night? So instead of your body unconsciously producing these psychosomatic responses in order to get your attention to the opposition, where the energy is drawn into the opposite direction of your desire, now this is no longer a challenge, but an opportunity. So uh, first of all, you're introducing deliberate balance and you're orchestrating a deliberate um, kind of co-creation between the, the two seemingly opposing forces of your psyche. So I hope this was helpful and I hope that I've helped you come to a better terms with challenges or obstacles because I do believe that many of us are very quick to quit and that we're quitting in the moment which, which is most crucial. Usually when the going gets tough, this is when we, can't, we need to keep going rather than um, quitting. So I hope this was helpful. Let me know in the comments uh, or just give me a, a thumbs up if you like this episode. And of course, don't forget to follow or subscribe depending on where you're watching this. And I really hope to see you soon in the next episode. I have a very interesting guest uh, coming up. So uh, please be sure to follow in order to be notified when um, th that episode is published. Uh, in the meantime, I'm somewhere on the shores of Albania enjoying the beautiful sun and enjoying a nice holiday with my family. And I look forward to seeing you when I'm back in September. Have a good week.